Hello and welcome to the peer support podcast.org. Your one-stop shop for everything peer support, where we've combined all the community resources, tips, tricks, as well as tools for the new or aspiring peer support specialist to the seasoned behavioral health specialist. Today, I would like to go over a very foundational uh, tool that can be utilized and should be utilized before even thinking about peer support. Me, myself, I did not establish these with myself. Uh, I struggled with this a lot because I really didn't have, I really didn't know myself. So it was really hard to set those. But anyways, I'm talking about boundaries. Yes, boundaries. Now, if you already have boundaries and you follow them, feel free to skip to the end where I will kind of go over a little bit of an exercise that I utilize with my consumers or my peers um, when helping them to advocate and communicate with their families. Now, boundaries are very important because as peer support specialists, we have a very unique position on the behavioral health spectrum. And that is we are more of a strength and experience based as opposed to more of a uh, symptomatic based. So there's a lot of empathy involved. There's a lot of stuff that, that, that you have to utilize to build trust. Because this is fostered on trust. If you don't have trust with your peer or your consumer, um, you won't really get anywhere. And it's kind of like, you know, you are a lot more effective at, you know, getting to the bottom of the problem because you're able to use your experience in recovery uh, or, you know, in treatment for, you know, whatever um, mental illness or chemical dependency you may have, have struggled with in the past, you at least have a way to have common ground. And that is the first step in helping to, uh, you know, help somebody change. And one thing that's very easy to do as people in recovery is to fall back into a codependent relationship where your behavior is just enabling the person's behavior. I'm sure we've all been in those situations before, and I'm sure you've known people to be in those situations where, you know, they just keep on giving a person money um, for like, you know, for, for, uh, you know, alcohol, let's just, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it and, and, or drugs. One of the, one of the two. Now, Boundaries prevent burnout as well. Um, So it's good to have those boundaries established. And so what I want to get into is a little bit of homework for you. Well, for the ones who do not already have these boundaries established, um, as well as, you know, people that already have these established, it's good to know this information because this is kind of going to help you work with somebody with maybe low self-esteem or, you know, no, really no identity, you know, things like that with somebody with a really big missing piece in their life. But anyway, 
Um, boundaries are where it starts because I'm gonna I'm gonna go over that a little bit more um, after this exercise. So if you can grab a pad and paper, and let's get started. So the very first thing that I myself and I had to ask was what are my boundaries? What are my boiling points? You know, because I didn't really know where to start. So I kind of had to figure out where my boiling points were and what my triggers were as well. You know, what would set me off and what kind of behavior, what kind of reaction was it? Uh, you know, I've been in and out of make anger management and they have the ABCs, you know, I'll go over that at some point, but let's stay on track. But anyway, what is important and what are your boiling points? Number two, number two is, um, why are these boundaries important to me? Why are these things important to me? Think about it because I'm trying to drive a pain point home to kind of help you reprogram something. Okay. So now I want this one to sting a little bit, kind of feel it. How would you feel if you or somebody else crossed these boundaries? How would you feel? I know how I would feel. And how I feel every time. <clears throat> so once you've really, really kind of like thought about that and really let that sink in. Now here's a very important, here's another important question. <clears throat> and you can take as much time as you want to, but. What would I say to myself or that person if they cross these boundaries? Now, this one is very important. How many you statements are in what I just wrote, just wrote the, what, what I would say. Because right there is your script to be able to advocate for yourself and to help people advocate for themselves to build that confidence and that eventually that self-esteem up. But how many yous are in that statement? It's very important. It's a very important question to ask. And then how can I switch all these yous into I statements? Because every you in that statement is like pointing a finger at somebody which causes a lot of defense. This is a more assertive means of communication that kind of puts you in the other person's shoes because you kind of have to think about that a little bit. So now you actually have a template to help others establish boundaries and for you to be able to establish boundaries for yourself. Anyway, the next episode, is going to be about how to implement these with friends and family. And then we're going to go over the importance of your support channel and the support channel of your peers or your consumers 
and how you can practice this and exactly, you know, their reaction. So thank you for listening to me ramble for a little bit about boundaries. Uh, it's not a really enjoyable topic that I really like to cover, but this is a very foundation for when you're first meeting with a peer. Because if you have boundaries set for yourself, you can set them for others. And subconsciously, when you advocate for yourself, you would have, you know, subconsciously, your, 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 your self-consciousness kind of, you feel a little bit better about yourself. But anyway, um, so the next episode is going to be about the importance of the support channel and the little trick that I use to kind of um, talk to them about a very questionable behavior that they may, might be repeatedly doing. Um, so that's a really good tip and trick that I got for you coming up on the next episode. So this is the peersupportpodcast.org. We are a subsidiary to OP Oshkosh Incorporated. We are a peer support organization who helps bring new purpose and meaning uh, by helping the underserved communities I am a Menominee uh, Indian. I come from the Menominee Indian tribe of Wisconsin. And we are planning on taking food there and listening to my, my the needs and wants of my people to kind of structure our organization a little bit better around the needs their needs and wants and to be able to finally help them with this behavioral health uh, pandemic. And then we're going to be going over to the other tribes in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, in hopes that we can kind of bring new purpose and meaning to recovery and, you know, helping the community. So we're really excited. That's going to be coming up. Um, we're just waiting on the paperwork from the IRS. Um, we're on the website as a nonprofit, but we just have to wait for that piece of paper. Um, and then uh, we, what we want to do with the peer support podcast is we're going to create 